Welcome to the ODUBlitz.com football show presented by our sponsors, Lions Bridge Financial Advisors, investing and planning for clients throughout Hampton Roads. I'm Ed Miller, ODU beat writer for the Virginian Pilot. I'm here with columnist Harry Midium, and uh, Harry, I won the coin toss this week, and I'm going to defer. Okay. Well, and I'm going to ask the same question we've been asking for a lot of weeks in a row. You know, Old Dominion has now lost four in a row by 30 or more points. I think you've noted earlier this week an average of 32.5 points per game. They lost to Marshall 35-3. to three. Um, Were there any positives? What were your takeaways from this game? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the score wasn't really indicative of the uh, – the, the, the competitive level of the game. I think it was uh, a 14 to three game uh, at the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, things got away in a hurry as they yeah. can in football or any other sport. Uh, ODU gave up 21 points in about three and a half minutes. Uh, now having said that, uh, an 11 point deficit uh, w- might as well have been 21. Yeah. They, they just couldn't score, couldn't move the ball, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, they left some points on the board early. Uh, were inside the 10 twice early in the first half. Uh, came away with just three points. Uh, and, and that's it, what teams do that struggle. Yeah, they can't yeah, score in the, exactly. in the red zone. And uh, just this, this was kind of on the offense. Uh, they, just, they just couldn't, yeah. uh, couldn't do anything, especially in the passing game. Uh, had some success running the ball early. Uh, naturally, Marshall uh, decided we're going to put nine, uh, two, two safeties yeah. down on the box. You've got to win some matchups throwing the ball on the outside. They really weren't able to do that. That was pretty much a story of the game. Uh, also, the fact that the defense didn't get any turnovers, which has been another uh, recurring theme this year. So, yeah, four in a row, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a pretty significant skid. Well, I watched it on my uh, trusty ESPN app because I wasn't in Huntington. I was at Norfolk State um, watching the Battle of the Bay, which was a good game. And I, I saw the same things you did, you know, the, the – offensive line is not opening holes for the the running backs and mm-hmm. you know the Stephen Williams jr. is he's struggling at quarterback as a 17 year old freshman would struggle and the receivers aren't stepping up and making big plays the truth of this they have Western Kentucky coming in Friday night and Western Kentucky's a two-time defending champion Old Dominion has never beaten Western Kentucky but at two and four this is pretty as, as close as you can get to a must win for ODU is they have, I mean, they have to win this game if they're going to go to a bowl game. They have road games left at FIU, which is a pretty good team, at North Texas, which is a real good team. And then they end the season at Middle Tennessee. And as we've talked mm-hmm. about before, you know, all Middle Tennessee's players, uh, injured players will probably be back yeah. by then. So this is, you know, Bobby Wilder says you got to win at home. you got to win your conference USA games at home. They didn't against Florida Atlantic. You know, this it's tough to say you have to beat the two-time defending conference champion to go to a bowl, but that's really what Old Dominion faces Friday night. Absolutely. Yeah. Is is this a winnable game? You've you've read, yeah. you've you've done some scouting mm-hmm. in Western Kentucky. Is this a game? Yeah, I mean, win? I think it's winnable at home uh, Friday night. Uh, you would expect a good crowd, a good atmosphere. It's uh, it's a national TV game, uh, CBS Sports Network. Western has not been the Western of old uh, in recent years. Uh, they put up 45 points last week. It was against Charlotte, so that comes with a bit of an asterisk to it. Yeah. Um, defensively, they've been pretty good. Um, Which is different from Western. Yeah, the defensively, they and they've got they've good. got one of the better quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback yeah. in the uh, in the league. Uh, now, the flip side of that is uh, Western has uh, a 
allowed him to be sacked uh, more than any other quarterback in the league. They're, they're, they're last mm -hmm. in that category. ODU leads the, the league in sacks, although most of those were early in the season. It's very lopsided. But, you know, from a, a pass rushing point of view, there's some things they might be able to get done. The offense, uh, you know, has nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Uh, as Ray Lowry gets back, uh, they, they're, they're in desperate need of receivers, somebody to step up. Uh, practice this week, there was a lot of throwing and catching. Uh, Stephen yeah. Williams has played better at home uh, than he has on the road. He, it's a small sample size, but he came in against North Carolina, as we all know, played pretty well. Played well. Yeah. yeah. Florida Atlantic, they had some explosive plays. Uh, four turnovers kind of yeah. uh, negated that. But, yeah, it, it's a winnable game. And, and talking to the players, uh, they don't seem to be uh, hanging their heads. Uh, you know, they seem to be looking forward to it. This is a rivalry uh, as much as – and you know a lot about the uh, – about that, uh, the, the Western Kentucky uh, series. So, um, you know, we'll see. And, and they get to, they get to, to play at home. Yeah. So uh, speaking of home, they've got some news with the stadium. We did. Uh, we had some news last week that ODU has hired Stephen S.B. Ballard Construction, which is owned by Stephen Ballard, as most of you probably know. Um, he is going to oversee the design of the stadium in consultation with the consultants, Populous, and Mosley Architects. But more importantly, he's been hired to construct the stadium. And uh, if you go to ODUblitz.com, you'll see, you'll find a column I wrote where I think this is a smart decision by ODU. Um, Ballard has built a lot of projects in the area, MacArthur Center, the Virginia Beach Boardwalk, uh, the Peter Decker cruise ship terminal, Kellum High, $100 million Kellum High School. He's built a lot of projects. But this is the only one that carries his name. This is a legacy mm -hmm. project for him. So I. Um, this is one he really cares about, and he'll get, he'll get done well, I believe. Um, so let's take a quick break and learn more about Lions Bridge Financial Advisors. We'll be right back. You embody dedication, sacrifice, and commitment. You are an elite athlete. You know the difference superior coaching makes. Lions Bridge Financial Advisors is here to be your financial coach. We'll help you pack for your athletic journey by gathering a complete picture of where you are and where you want to go and by working with other trusted professionals on your behalf. And we're back with the ODUblitz.com podcast. Uh, Harry, you've uh, seen the Western Kentucky ODU rivalry up close. Uh, tell us about the series over the years. It's been an interesting series, and I have to refer to my notes for this. I did a little research. Um, in 2014, ODU was transitioning to the FBS, and um, they, were, they struggled that year. And they go to Western Kentucky not expecting to win the game. And lo and behold, in the final minutes of the game, Taylor Heineke, the ODU's great quarterback, is, uh, sees Zach Paschal uh, open in the left corner of the end zone. It's, it's I think, second and goal at the three. He cocks his arm back to throw a pass, throws it forward, except the pass, the ball goes straight up in the air mm -hmm. right into the hands of a Western Kentucky linebacker who returns it for a touchdown. Western Kentucky wins 69-51. to The teams combined for almost 1,300 yards. In 2015, Western Kentucky came to Foreman Field, and ODU was again struggling that year and just crushed ODU 55-30. to it was their eighth victory in a row, and they went on to win their first conference this USA championship, and it was a hard-hitting, kind of a testy mm -hmm. game. Yeah. Last year, uh, ODU goes to Western Kentucky. You know, they're 4-2, and two and they're playing pretty well, and they've, you know, they've, they think this is a game we can win, and 
you know, with four minutes left, five minutes left in the first half, it's 35 to nothing, Western Kentucky. Um, ODU finally scores on a 53-yard pass from David Washington to Travis Fulgham with about three and a half minutes left, and Western Kentucky promptly drove the length of the field to make it 42 to seven at halftime. Uh, ODU just got crushed. Now, the interesting part of this game was it was a bench-clearing brawl. Not really completely, mm -hmm. the bench didn't completely clear, but it was a brawl. They got ODU and Western some time on ESPN. So these teams, um, they don't like each other. Um, you know, Bobby Wather says you don't have a rivalry until you've won a game, but this is definitely a rivalry. Yeah, it's kind of like in basketball, Middle Tennessee, um, the team they haven't been able to beat. It's a rivalry, but uh, yeah. ODU has not has yet to beat them. It's a rivalry because the other team is dominant, and you just yeah. you just want to win. And that's they're the really. flagship uh, program at the moment. Uh, they have been uh, for the past couple of years. Yeah, they yeah. are. Uh, so, Ed, uh, your Conference USA Power Rankings are out. Tell us, is the number one team this week? Oh, man, I'd love to, Harry, but I can't, I, I, I can't tell you there's a number one. Uh, right. I, I'm sticking with the co-number twos, and I think it's a fair uh, assessment. You've got two teams in their respective divisions that are separating themselves from the pack. Yeah. Uh, you've got Marshall, who we've just seen uh, on the east, and, of course, in the west, North Texas, who's uh, putting up a lot of points. Um, Two different, two kind of ends of the spectrum. Marshall is leading the league in uh, scoring off defense, uh, and North Texas with scoring offense. So and you know, ODU plays at North Texas next week. Yes, so, yes, yeah. exactly. So uh, let's talk about the games we got this week. Let's let's look at the games we've got this week. Marshall at Middle Tennessee. That's a must win for Middle. I mean, they are one and two in the conference. They were picked, I think, as co-favorites with, with Western, weren't they, in the East Yeah, they were, they were kind of 1A, yeah, yeah, middle. I mean, they haven't had the quarterback all year. Uh, but they're three and four. Yeah. They've, they've, you know, they've, Mar they've got to win. They've got to beat Marshall. Yeah, this is, uh, I've seen it referred to, this is their season. Uh, you know, maybe a little dramatic, but uh, they definitely yeah. have to draw a line in the sand. And here, let's, uh, let's have our um, Conference USA negative note of the week. Conference USA, which has a lot of problems, yeah. I think. I, how in the world do you schedule two Friday night games on national television from the same league at essentially the same time? One starts Yeah, at they're six competing against each other. <laughs> it's just, so, uh, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody's flipping the channels. So uh, if you really like Conference USA football Friday night, you're, you're in for a treat. Uh, you know, again, it's uh, kind of head scratching, let's just yeah, say. It is. North Texas said Florida Atlantic, that's the game of the week to me. Absolutely. That's an interesting game. Uh, FAU has had a week off uh, to get ready for North Texas. You know, this, this should be a high-scoring affair, although they go about their business in different ways. Uh, North Texas throws the ball yeah. with Mason Fine, their fine, fine quarterback. He's a fine quarterback. And uh, FAU, as Old Dominion owes all too well, uh, can run the ball. So yeah. uh, we'll see. That's an interesting game. It's at FAU. So... Uh, you know, North Texas has to be on its, uh, you know, on its game. Both unbeaten in the conference. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, UAB at Charlotte. UAB continues to amaze. <laughs> Four and two. Unbelievable. Yeah. In their, their debut season after shutting down their program after 2014. Yeah. And Charlotte continues to be uh, Charlotte. So uh, seven. Yeah. But interesting note about this game. These are both charter members of Conference USA. Yeah. But they've never played in football. So. Yeah, that is, that is, uh, go figure. Um Southern Miss at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, there's a name for this game, uh, and it is the uh, the rivalry in Dixie, I believe. Yeah. You know, I hope I'm not wrong about that. I think but, you're right. Yeah. Um, so these teams actually do have some uh, some animosity, which is always good. A uh, lot of animosity. Yeah. Yes. Another Louisiana Tech is another team uh, picked to win the West. 
at three and three, one and one, they can't really afford a loss here. Uh, one and two, if North Texas holds serve, all of a sudden they're two and a half games back. So uh, yeah. big game for, for La Tech particularly. And then Rice at UTSA. I would say UTSA really needs to win this game. They're 0-2 in the conference now. Yeah, they've lost a couple close games. Uh, they, their record isn't really reflective of how they've played. I think most people think they're a good team. They have a good yeah. defense, but they're 0-2. Uh, and fortunately for them, you know, Rice is, uh, Rice may not win another game this year. They're just, yeah. they're really struggling. Yeah. Um, well, this Friday night, uh, with some notes about the Friday night game, for you students, uh, ODU students who may be watching, if you're parked in any lots near ODU, you probably ought to move your car Friday morning because they, they start towing on Friday morning. Um, the tailgate lots open at 3.30, which is about an hour and a half uh, later than usual, so you'll have a um, a, a little bit less of a tailgating experience this week. And um, if you are a commuter from the Norfolk Naval Base heading to the tunnels mm -hmm. or to the interstate, you might want to avoid Hampton Boulevard with a 6 o'clock game. So, And one Absolutely. last thing, it's Black Friday. Mm -hmm. ODU is going to be dressed in black. The fans will likely, most of them will be dressed in black. Some yeah. of them will wear other colors. I'm wearing green. What are you wearing? You know, I'll have to wait and see. Uh, <laughs> Go through the closet and see what see what's uh, clean is, is usually my way of, uh, of yeah. figuring it out. But uh, we'll we'll see. Um, Who do you pick to win this game? Uh, I, you know, I don't think they're going to lose by thirty points. Let's put it. Let's yeah. get. I mean, I'd be shocked. Uh, I think ODU can win. Uh, I don't think I can pick them at this point. Uh, we haven't had much success in that regard. No, we haven't. So I think uh, Western may win a win a close game here. Uh, ODU. Uh, I think they'll play better, and, and maybe that you know this can be the start of something, even if they don't win. Yeah, they that's that's a good point. Old Dominion needs to. They haven't been competitive in a game in a, since they played at UMass. They if they don't win, at least they need to be competitive, and that for them that would be a big step forward. And I think Western wins by a touchdown or more, but I think it'll be a relatively close game. I think playing at home, Black Friday national television, I think ODU will be amped up and they'll play better than they've been playing. Yeah, uh, they have to hope they will. I think I think they probably will. But we'll be here next week to tell you all about it and look ahead to the uh, North Texas game after that. For Harry Minium, this is Ed Miller. Thanks again for watching the ODUBlitz.com football show presented by our sponsors, Lions Bridge Financial Advisors, investing and planning for clients throughout Hampton Roads. We'll talk to you again same time next week.